0: Uh, okay, uh, Slate, uh, Untitled Beatles podcast, <laughs> part two, Ringo Starr and his all-star band, parentheses, Tony's favorite live LP, his Frampton comes to live. Three, two, one.
1: <laughs> Untitled Beatles podcast. It comes to life, right? <laughs> and that, and he, that he goes into Frankenstein, because <laughs> it's the Peter Frampton All Star Band. Edgar Winners there. Uh, <laughs> Sheila E. Before pre-Ringo <laughs> Sheila E. Uh, yeah, the Tom Tom Club is there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the guy from Baskin Robbins who always gets Ringo's order <laughs> is there, playing <laughs> shaker. Does. Uh, well, welcome back to the Untitled Beatles Podcast. Of course, this is part two of our Ringo Starr and his All Star Band 1989 Super Duper Blowout. Everything must go super, super sale. sale.
0: Super sale. And next we'll talk Steely Dan's Everything Must Go, the closing track of their second comeback album. Wow. How many comebacks (laughs) did Steely Dan have? (laughs) Well, they recorded nothing from 1980 until like 2000. And then they had two albums in four years. It was crazy. Then
1: they haven't done one since. And they can't because Walter Becker pulled himself a he gone. He gone. That's right. That's right. Like more than half of the members of Ringo's All-Star Band in this first incarnation, the, the dead outnumber the living in this band, man. Yeah, man. It's
0: the night of the Grateful Dead living dangerously with Johnny dangerously.
1: <laughs> Frampton comes to life.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was. Thank you for buttoning it so that I may expand the bit. I was in a pretty bad accident, Tony, in the seventies, and uh, with a vocoder, and I had to call Peter (laughs) Frampton (laughs) Geraci. Are you afraid to talk to an attorney?
1: My name is Peter Francis Geraci. Vocoder accident. Oh, that is good. That is so good. And we'll have we'll we'll talk vocoder on this episode too, man.
0: Yes, we will. In another one of the marathon (laughs) songs.
1: Yes. Uh, Before we get back to Ringo, let's do the housekeeping. Uh, Dust, 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 like and subscribe. Dust, dust, dust. Uh, Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, Feel free to write us a a kind review, too. Uh, We could use uh, always more of those to battle the algorithms and the ratios. Do
0: you know algorithm invented the internet? (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: During my service in the United States Congress, uh, I took the initiative and creating the internet <laughs> did you know al gore invented the disco beat <laughs> so i took the initiative in creating the disco key uh, feel free feel free to find us on patreon become a member of our star club our discord uh server where you can continue to gab fab with us as we say untitled dot is where you can find us we've got merch all that good stuff. Oh, TJ, this is this is a couple weeks ago on our uh, the Beatles sell out episode, I believe. We uh, we dropped a uh, a sample. It was kind of one of our gags that we do where we had James McCartney live on the Letterman show yeah. performing the Newtopian International <laughs> Anthem. Great bit.
0: I'd lead up James McCartney. His, his cover of Newtopia National, National Anthem is. I can't miss it.
1: Here we go. It's the double CD collection. And this is James McCartney. Thank you so very much. Pleasure to see you. Thank you. Good night, everybody. And now we just got the numbers. After that, we are number one in Newtopia Untitled Beatles podcast. Number one, thank you, uh, all our listeners in Newtopia. Uh, I believe they're opening a Kenny Rogers Roasters now in Newtopia. Get down to Kenny Rogers Roasters. uh, Enjoy silent chicken. Chicken that doesn't go, ouch, ouch, you're eating me. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Silent Newtopian style rotisserie chicken. Only a Kenny Rogers Roasters now at the Newtopian mall. (laughs) This Christmas, teacher says,
0: Silent chicken, dead chicken licking, poultry's dead.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's only a 30-second spot. They had to end it there. <laughs> You're, the edit. You're the ad guy. You're the madman. I am. I am the corporate sellout. Hi, Tony. Tony Mendoza here on the Untitled Beatles podcast. Hey, and it's TJ Shanoff with you. And today
0: we're counting down our favorite songs in honor of Memorial Day weekend from Ringo Starr's all-star band, Clocking at 14. Let's hear Life in the Lane."
1: not so fast we're in midway no we're not there yet in fact we're on song number four uh if you've got one of those newfangled compact discs where the songs are numbered
0: passing fad (laughs) cds and big macs yeah and the cd by the way has a has a picture of ringo's face in blue
1: oh see there you go yeah i didn't know that and that's on Ryko disc on the Ryko label, uh digital only until the album came out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So song number four, uh, Leave on Helm, gets the spotlight. And uh we get a song from the band, of course, The Weight. I pulled into and I was feeling half past days. I
0: just need to find me someplace where I can lay. uh will tell you this i've heard many versions of the song the original the one with the staple singers from last waltz this is my favorite version of the weight, I was the only eleventh grader in America putting this on mixtapes for girls in 1991. <laughs> <laughs> Just telling you, I mean, I, 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 lo- I absolutely love this. Uh, Garth Hudson from the band joins in, uh, in on accordion, right? That's, that, so it's like a full like Last Waltz band reunion here with Dr. John on piano. Let me tell you, buddy, Dr. John's piano playing and that solo. Like I mentioned before, it's some of my favorite piano playing on record. Dr. John's licks, they're so tasteful. And he can do funky licks without ever being Jerry Lee Lewis huge. Everything's understated, but still funky. What a gift. Billy Preston's organ on the second verse. Uh, I absolutely love this reading of maybe the best band song.
1: And dig that wild guitar intro from Nils. Nils Lofgren's. That sounded really wild to me. It doesn't even sound like a guitar, you know?
0: Yeah, it sounds like a mandolin, almost. It's it's. I, I wasn't sure. I went back and checked, and it's not exactly, but the theme to the last waltz that the band composed is kind of a three, four, do, 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 do. It sounds a little like this, so I wonder if he was inspired from the last waltz opening credits.
1: Yeah, it's cool, man. Yeah, and then Dr. John gets a verse as well. Danko gets a verse. It's pretty cool,
0: yeah, it's it's great. Um, and you know the original meaning of this, take a load off Annie. Uh, when they killed Sandy, Annie's dog, because Sandy became too much, they took a load off Annie. And it's where we, you know, I know you get a vet appointment later. We hear, I love cats. You're a cat lover. I love dogs, too. We at the Untitled Beatles podcast believe, like Bob Barker did, kill your sick pets.
1: Bob Barker reminding you, help control the pet population. Have your pets pay their neutered. Good night, everybody. You may have misinterpreted. That might be a Bob Barker AI you were listening to. <laughs> Bob Barker. Alan Iverson. And Nick. Natalie Portman. Oh, <laughs> Wait, what's going on? It's
0: AI. It's not
1: real. Oh right, it's AI. Yeah. AI, AI, AI. A- Beatles VAI, a- AI, AI is right. Yeah. <laughs> Beatles AI. Oh Beatles, no. Beatles VAI. It's the next step. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, then we go into a, a very. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Keep it. <laughs> Then we go into a very, <laughs> uh, very merry and birthday to you. What are you trying to get out? Uh, I've just, uh, so the next song, man. So I guess I'm not like a Nils Lofgren fan. You know what I mean? Uh, or I, I, aficionado, I should say. So it's not like I don't like <laughs> who him or is anything. my guy? <laughs> so the next song is like, <laughs> I want to say Ringo says there's no. Who says it? Uh, someone's like, hey, Nils, why don't you do a song?
0: Hey, Nils, why don't you do a song?
1: Joe Walsh says it, I think. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, okay. I'll do this song that nobody's ever heard in the entire world. Uh, Tony, until, again, for those who didn't hear last week, I've lived in this record
0: since 1990. I know this record, note for note, until homework for the show, I thought this was, oh, Nils Lofgren has a new song he wants to show. This was a non-hit from 1979. is what this was. I swear to God, until three days ago, from July of 1990 until two days ago, I'm like, oh, it's cool. Ringo let Nils Lofgren debut a new song no one's ever heard of <laughs> so no it came out in 79
1: no it was a 10 year old song it's not on the video so no. you don't get to see him play it on the video uh i, I like the song it's so, pretty. So, yeah i like the song now to be fair tj on that 1979 album called nil's that song is three minutes and forty-eight seconds. <laughs> Eric clocks it at what almost double? Six forty-six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nearly, nearly twice uh, as long. So the song is called "Shine Silently." It's Nils Lofgren. Shine. Like I said, not a bad song, but yeah. Why not the 348 version? Yeah. The only thing
0: I like about this, the extended dance remix of Shine Silently by Jellybean Benitez is um, I really like Billy Preston plays great organ and then he turns into a mammoth solo. So it's a, it's a cool, unexpected yeah. Billy Preston workout, which I'm always here for.
1: Yeah, it definitely has some like Springsteen, stay strong torch quality to it, right? Yeah.
0: Mash this up with Hungry Heart. Just another room, just another town. Same old crazy people hanging around. Silver, shine, silently.
1: Yeah, mash it, mush it. Smush it <laughs> Smash sit that like it. button Hey sit on it Sit on it Ralph
0: <laughs> Yeah Ralph Mouth <laughs> How come John didn't get Potsy a better career When he visited him on the set of Happy Days <laughs> Why did John hate Anson Williams
1: yeah. Anson Williams kept trying to have a singing career <laughs> During the Happy Days thing It's so gross and Scott Bayo then tried and was worse And yeah. then became insane I have that. I have that LP. I have the Scott Baio LP. It's, uh, it's hard. It's, it's a harsh, it's a hard, it's him trying to do ballads and stuff. It's hard. <laughs> You've got such a pretty face. Uh- okay, so we've got, what was that? Three songs all in the uh, s- like six, six minute range. Uh, and then Ringo finally gets to sing again. And he does a song under three minutes called Honey Don't. 244.
0: Yeah. And before we get into that, Tony, cut from and I'm not going to get into every cut made, but in the original show, this is where we we'll look around in circles would be, which also feels too high in the set list because that's just a powerhouse number. They move it down in the CD. But you know what else is missing from this spot? It was a Ringo cover twofer with the Beatles because act naturally is usually in the spot right before honey. Don't. Yeah. The version of "Act Naturally" with the which he does in a lot of uh, All Star Band tours, the version with the All Star Band was on the CD single that was also a bonus single with certain deluxe editions of this. Hey. Act Naturally is on here. And it's a fun version, but it's another like this official version ignores Act Naturally. Not as big as Beatles song, but Yellow Submarine is not here. Act Naturally is not here. Little Help My Friends isn't here. It's all very it's all too much (laughs) or not enough, depending on your perspective. But we'll get to that in a bit. But talking about Honey, Don't it's uh it's so ringo talks it and this begins one of two rap rap-influenced songs on the album like late 80s <laughs> right. dad rap say you yeah. do baby when you don't. Well, <laughs> don't say you will when you won't say you do baby when you don't ever think about you as a on sweet you got that sands off over your feet uh, uh, uh. honey don't
1: yeah, right. Doing the Grandmaster Flash cadence, yeah. Ten years later. Yeah, ten years after.
0: Uh, <laughs> doc- again, Doctor John's piano on this is pounding to begin. It is so
1: great. It's good. Yeah, I will. I, I, I'll tell you what. I could do without the added, pop, do, do, do. I hate it. Why? Why, guys? Why? It's, why? it's like they
0: listen to Blue Suede Schubert by the Ruddles, second Ruddles <laughs> reference.
1: They call me Blue Suede Schubert, They're the king of the Bob, Bob Schubert, Bob, Bob Schubert. <laughs> and he does that, he's, what is it, you still got sand on your feet? Everything
0: about you is the
1: doggone sweet, you still got sand all over your feet. He's doing the, like, I'm, still, I'm back, that whole, like yeah reunion tour vibe
0: Uh, you'll like this yeah i wrote this is the shana version like ringo (laughs) makes it it's a little fast it's like a vegas show tune Mm -hmm. um clarence clemens sings back up then does the big clarence clemens to those of you who used to bash linda mccartney's voice i'm guessing if howard stern isolated clarence clemens microphone (laughs) it would make linda look like you know Uh name well, I just drew a blank. Name any great female singer. I was gonna say Renee Fleming for like the from the
1: Chicago. Oh, how about Beyonce? Let's get into the beehive. Beyonce.
0: Yeah, Beyonce uh, Qu- Linda. So Clarence <laughs> Clemens isolated makes Linda look like Queen Bay. I think we figured it out right there. Um you know, Ringo at Dunhoney Don't I think is part of that Carl Perkins festival in the mid 80s i think so he he trotted this out a little bit before but it's cool yeah. to see it in this version i like you know it's fun to see Ringo have fun i wish there were more beatles songs included on in this release
1: yeah and it's cool to see him behind the kit too he's singing behind the kit for both of those yeah which it's is awesome cool. yeah uh then we get into the yes the gary puckett moment of the show with uh <laughs> you're 16 you come on like a dream peaches and cream. This is where I I definitely agree with you. If we're going to have two Ringos in a row, let's have an act naturally or a yellow submarine instead of year 16. But again, this is 1989 when uh, Donald Trump was still throwing little people around.
0: Right. (laughs) Back when Trump was only dreaming about having sex with his daughter. (laughs) Uh, Not a liberal talking point. The man said, if Ivanka were not my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her.
1: Yeah, I remember that.
0: So there's that.
1: We won't play the clip here. Because fuck that guy. But just to back
0: TJ up, here's the verbatim quote from Donald and Ivanka's interview. She does have a very nice figure. I've said that if Ivanka weren't my daughter,
1: I'd be dating her.
0: Okay, this song was written by the Sherman Brothers, who wrote a ton. They weren't big Broadway guys, but they wrote like a ton of the Disney musicals, like Mary Poppins and all those, like uh, all those big Disney songs from that era they wrote. But here's the thing this song was kind of inappropriate in 74 when Ringo sang it.
1: Yeah. Cause he was like 30 something.
0: Right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like at least Paul had the good thought to say she was just 17. If you know what I mean. And Ringo's singing, you're 16. Get out of my dreams and into my car. <laughs> it's a whole <laughs> different. You're my baby. You're my pet. Okay. I'm yeah. going to put a leash around your neck. No, he doesn't sing that, but what, that's what's implied.
1: yeah this doesn't age well you know he still does it though right i mean are are we seeing this in october I don't think he does. year 16 anymore. No. Okay. No. Someone finally handed him a memo.
0: Yeah, maybe the Randy Rivera <laughs> Santana is like, "Stop it!" or "I'm not coming!" or Warren Ham. <laughs> not to be confused with what a lot of Jewish people have, like me, which is a war on ham. I'm referring to Ringo's sax player, Warren Ham. So that's right, learned. right. Uh, Tony, I do love Dr. John's piano, and this is still great. And his piano lick at the end is great. And it's funny because i don't listen to a ton of dr john but the thrill of hearing him with ringo spicing up these tunes you know and love is really neat <laughs>
1: what's, what's my, my name? name We get another one of those i love that bit <laughs> now, another one of those into
0: what i believe is one of the most absurd moments to ever appear on any record in any genre it's one that like if they do a dave's record collection in 50 years this will be played in its entirety because this is and this was a current remake of the gary u.s bond song quarter to three that clarence clemens recorded for his solo album a night with mr c (laughs) <laughs> That's why he changes a lyric in here from when they had that night with Mr. C. the
1: You know yeah quarter to three clarence clemens it's an old it's an old song
0: yeah gary u.s bond's from 61 but they do a yeah. rap version with yes. clarence clemens clarence clemens oh shit clarence clemens <laughs> oh <laughs> shit rapping is a bad <laughs> look
1: it was a full moon Friday night i was looking for something to do so me and the k-9 posse went cruising love avenue i could tell by the look that they had in the eyes that all the boys who Exercise. Yes, it's the classic 80s rap. Can I tell you let me let me tell you a, a brief story. Please. Early 90s, I I discover Screamin' Jay Hawkins, and I want to hear, I put a spell on you. I'm trying to find a, a full album of Screamin' Jay Hawkins records. And they're hard to find. In the early 90s, it's hard to find a Screamin' Jay Hawkins record. So I go to, I think it was secondhand tunes. I think I finally found one, but it was a new Screaming Jay Hawkins record called like Black Music for White People. And on it is I put a spell on you. And so I snap it up, I buy it, and I put it on, and it's it is the new jack version ah! of, oh, of no! I Put a Spell on You, complete with orchestra hits and some rapper you've never heard of, hip-hop guy in the middle of a like like I put a spell on you I do my thing like this I have it around And then the cadence goes down <laughs> and like, I was like This is not what I want I put a spell on You know, they didn't have any little listening station for you to crack open the shrink wrap. Oh, no.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Nina Simone's rolling over in her grave. Even here, you tell
1: that story. It's bad. It was a bad version. I eventually, I eventually found a Screaming Jay Hawkins. So, record. what's
0: worth? Rap Screaming Jay Hawkins put a spell on you, or the Big Man Clarence Clemens <laughs> rapping and sweating on stage. <laughs> so dig. Last thing I knew, we were pumping to the beats. I, I could quote the song verbatim since 1992. <laughs> I, could.
1: I love it though, and it also gives. If you watch the video, it gives Nils a chance to do some of his acrobatics because he's like, yeah. He's like a, a gymnast. Like he's—he's he's, you no. Know, he can do like a backflip during a guitar solo and stuff. So
0: <laughs> Nils Lofgren, Lofgren is
1: rocks Ozzy Smith. <laughs> he is. Yeah, the Wizard of Nils, man. <laughs> no, Surprise! That wasn't his solo album. <laughs> I think I saw him on the Baseball Bunch one time. Because of the wonderful things he does,
0: Wizard. The Wizard of Oz. Well. We're here. What gives? What? Send the way, all you mere mortals! How dare you enter the magic grounds of Oz!
1: All right, that's better. I'm Ozzie Smith, shortstop for the St. Louis Cardinals, otherwise known as the Wizard of Oz. Hey, how come you're called the Wizard of Oz? How come? Well, maybe because of little things like this. I will. Yeah, t- right. I'll tell you what though. I'm still a sucker for this type of uh, chord progression style of a song. I love the whole E to C sharp minor to A to B thing. I could do that all day. Pick a key. I'll do that.
0: Yes, I'd prefer it without the Jo 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 Le Jo Jo
1: Jo. Yeah. yeah. The Bop Dooop, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Get that Vegas. <laughs> get that Vegas out of my rock and roll, please. <laughs> hey,
0: how do we take this rap cover of a dated 60s song and make it sound more like it came off an innocent man? <laughs> 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 yeah i don't know man i firmly believe this is one of the most absurd moments clarence clemens a legend a defining saxophone player i love his sax unlike the elephant's memory schmuck i hope his relatives aren't listing the elephant's memory he's i think he's a jewish guy we should all get along i just don't like the way you play
1: um i love the way you play by the way so there you go so now you've projected
0: i just think this moment is definitively absurd audio video it's so good
1: yeah, and then what a strange choice to go into like the sad <laughs> accordion <laughs> lumbering <laughs> Buddy Holly cover <laughs> oh uh, Rick Danko gets his moment in the spotlight. Yeah, so this is like a song that he kind of made his in a way. Raining in my heart. The weather
0: man is so clear today. In you know how you know feel this way. while well, it's raining
1: It's a Buddy Holly B-side, like I want to say was released posthumously, like after the plane crash and all that.
0: Yes, because I think the release version is at least the one I've heard is kind of fully orchestrated.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Leo Sayer had a hit with it in '78, but yeah, what a strange choice. And again, this is another song. This and this is what the late '80s were to me five minutes and 23 seconds. Like every song had to be five minutes in the late eighties. Like even your rock hits, like once bitten twice shy should be a three minute song. Nope. It's five and a half (laughs) or whatever it is. Like, Cause we need like all that we need to, we we need your little sweaty butt to like uh oh, look at my sweaty butt during my guitar solo like because oh. you're wearing leather and it's 80 degrees on the sunset strip It's just like come on man like not everything not everything needs to be five minutes plus
0: it, it it's a lot my uh, an album from a, around this era that I grew to love was Eric Clapton's live album 24 nights I saw that tour he did badge he did different versions of a lot of his songs and every song on that two to set is eight minutes and I just read they're reissuing like the the definitive 24 nights on six albums and ten CDs <laughs> right. like right. What, what are you gonna do are you are gonna make Sunshine of Your Love 25
1: minutes exactly four CDs <laughs> over seven hours three songs <laughs> uh, White
0: Room is on sides one through six <laughs> yeah
1: yeah Hey man, does the tempo get weird in the bridge? I feel like there's like three drummers going on and two of them are swinging and one of them is not or something.
0: something very strange i didn't know if that was intentional or not i caught that too but i didn't know if that was like a musical choice or just right you know (laughs) ringo thought he was playing get back i
1: don't know i mean they're at the end of the tour in la so it's just like i would think they'd have it together by now but who knows man who knows
0: yeah i it's weird i think the end of the tour was probably like a big couple blowouts and then i think they went to japan after this and I remember Ringo, the weird secret I know for meeting Paul was Ringo planted weed in Paul's suitcase. Oh, fuck. Can we edit that out? <laughs> Casey, I got to call Casey and my lawyer. Excuse me
1: a second. There's no way to edit that out. I'm sorry. Sorry. We'll
0: do it live. We'll do it live. <laughs> fuck it. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. I did not appreciate the song when i was 16 and 17 years old this song if a cd was like a record where you can see how many times a track is played <laughs> this song would be pretty clean in, in my cd player
1: yeah it's an interesting choice i thought i thought i don't know
0: i appreciate it now i did not when i was a teenager and my uh, up till now now i think it's absolutely lovely
1: yeah yeah then billy gets his shot uh on the cd with will it go round in circles yeah this is earlier in the set but for the cd it's uh placed here. In the 10 hole. <laughs> Dig, though, he's got that melodica solo. I love seeing a melodica. I've got a song that ain't got no melody. Woo! I'm not going to sing it to my friends. That's you. I've got a song that ain't got no melody.
0: I'm not going to sing it to my friends.
1: Will it go around in a circle?
0: Okay, so the version on the video is different than the version that is on the CD. So for you, Ringo Completus, these are, I think, from different nights in the tour. Once again, much like in Get Back, the movie. Billy Preston comes in and just changes and saves the environment. He is one of the most joyous performers I've ever seen. I don't know what his mental state or his drug use was in the late 80s, Tony, but he comes off sounding and performing incredibly. This, to me, is probably the highlight of the show. Oh, really? I think so. And Ringo's drumming in this is great. The tempo's fast. I don't think Ringo's rocked out on drums like this since. Yeah, Yeah, this, to
1: me, is the standout of the whole night. Yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking here. Yeah, man. I mean, as far as like energy, yeah. This song has the most sheer energy that sounds electric. You know, it's, well, it's Billy Preston. Yeah, it's like putting a little James Brown or something into the show.
0: Yes, it's way faster than the original single too. Compare the tempos of the single in this version. They're like entirely different tempos. I gotta dance, ain't got no steps now. I'm gonna let the music
1: move me around. Yeah, yeah, that's cool
0: Oh, I should say too, so in this slot Billy would sometimes do Nothing From Nothing, which Is in the great video, song. great song And If you want to hear Ringo with the All-Stars doing it live, there's a great version of Billy Preston doing it. I love this. On the 1995 Ringo and his All-Stars Volume 3 that appears CD only on the Blockbuster music label. I think it's the only (laughs) release in (laughs) Blockbuster music history. And you could only buy Ringo and his All-Star Band Volume 3 at Blockbuster stores.
1: Nothing from nothing need nothing
0: You gotta have something (laughs) want to be with me nothing, from nothing, to lose, nothing. You gotta have if you want be with me
1: <laughs> that is good that is good of course now it's a uh, family video records right? that you can purchase this on mail order only
0: <laughs> right? red box has a copy of it if you can get it
1: <laughs> oh that's funny man and if I may Thank you, Billy Preston. Four minutes, twenty-one seconds. That is a livable. That is a decent. You didn't bust the five-minute thing on that. Thank you.
0: Yeah, because Billy Preston knows what's up. He also had to go back The quicker his songs are, the quicker he can get to the coke. So like, we, don't, we don't know. We don't know. I'm, I'm kidding. I you know how much I love Billy Preston. Of course. Um, uh, me talking about Billy Preston highs and me talking about Terry Hammert playing um, <laughs> Suzanne Vega doing wait. <laughs> yeah the only other thing i'd say to this is there were nights because my thought was he's done two songs that weren't on apple i'm like Mm. why is billy Preston not doing any of the like couldn't he do My Sweet Lord with these guys or some yeah. Beetle cover? But in Japan and on a couple select dates in the States, I'm pretty sure he did his version to get back, which I'll bet oh. was awesome with this crew.
1: I'll bet. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's cool.
0: Yeah. I haven't heard it, but I know he did it.
1: Yeah, that's wild. I, I would think that Ringo would have kind of the, you know, Monopoly on Beatles material. But yeah, you're right. Billy could have done some for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I hadn't considered that.
0: And I think the 97 tour, Peter Frampton was in the band and Peter Frampton, one of his solo spots did a beautiful Norwegian wood for that very reason. It's like a tribute to the Beatles. I once had a girl, or should I say she once had me? She showed me her room. Isn't it good? Norwegian wood. So I'm surprised it didn't happen here.
1: Yeah. I'm surprised he didn't fight Aerosmith during Come Together (laughs) and accidentally murder uh, Strawberry Fields.
0: (laughs) Well, she did let him take her down.
1: (laughs) Life in the Fast Lane, Joe Walsh. So Joe stretches into the six-minute mark, 640 on this. I know, I keep talking about length of songs, but that's all i hear on this record a lot it's just like okay got it we're, we're gonna keep going okay get gas in the tank for is that. there gas
0: in the car yes there's gas in the car is not one of your least favorite Beatles songs hey jude <laughs> which is 7-eleven or thereabouts yeah, yeah. It's
1: thereabouts i i like joe walsh though and it's cool
0: it's better than hearing don henley sing it i think I love hearing Joe. Joe Walsh makes everything crunchy. This got me in a Joe Walsh kick this week. I listened to um Life of Illusion and a couple there's a couple great solo Joe Walsh tunes that I just I I really like Joe Walsh. Uh, he's also Ringo's son-in-law? <laughs> What's the connection? Google that shit. What are you talking? They're related?
1: What do you yes, mean? Yes,
0: he's Ringo's son-in-law. He married one of Ringo's Daughters? No, help me with this.
1: Oh, that would be strange. Like he's married to Lee or something? I should know this and I don't. Joe Walsh? Okay. Joe Walsh married. Hold on, P3Z. We got this. We one. know this. Am I close? Joe Walsh married Marjorie Bach, sister of Barbara Bach. Therefore, Ringo and Joe Walsh are brothers in law.
0: Yes, Joe Walsh is not Ringo's son in law, as I think I said, which would be weird and a bad British sitcom. <laughs>
1: But a great Dire straight song, Brothers-in-Law. <laughs> and you no burn to be Brothers-in-Law.
0: Yeah, okay, so I agree with you. It's too long, but to hear a Joe Walsh guitar rock out, um, I think it's not the standout moment on the album, but with all due respect to Billy Preston, Joe Walsh is, especially in 89, the second biggest act in this band.
1: Maybe I would have preferred to hear Rocky Mountain Way, which is, that's on that single. Rocky Mountain Way is also seven minutes, buddy. Yeah, that one is seven minutes, 14. And that's not including the Amazing Grace slide guitar intro. No, it's not. That stretches it into almost nine minute territory. I think I still would have preferred that because that's not an Eagles song. You know what I mean? And I like the Eagles, but that one, not so much. I think it's just the song. That's not my favorite.
0: I wish Joe Walsh had done the bad 95 Eagles comeback song, Get Over It
1: right from hell freezes over dude i had to uh-huh. play that on the radio in fact i think my first night on the radio that was still like a current like that was i introed that song when I first started radio yeah get over it
0: what a terrible angry privileged
1: obnoxious <laughs> that was the boomers message to uh, gen x at that time oh,
0: Uh, Moving on, he introduces the drummer, Jim Keltner, which is really sweet.
1: Okay, before we continue, I'd like to introduce the drummer, Jim Keltner. Finally, Jim gets some credit. That's a special treat while I'm down here, of course. My son, Zach. And his uh, son, Zach, who was there for the Greek shows. Other people that joined on the 89 tour, sporadically, Springsteen played with them. In '89, he played uh, "Get Back," which was sung by Billy Preston. "Long Tall Sally," photograph, and with a little help from my friends. But the Def Leppard version. (laughs) A photograph, right? Yeah. (laughs) John Candy played tambourine with them on at a show after he died. Well, this is uh, 89, oh, okay. so it was before he died. <laughs> candy died in 94. Well, I want candy. Paul Schaefer played uh, almost the entire second set in their uh, Holmdel, New Jersey show at the Garden State Arts Center. That would be Saturday, August 5th, 1989, shortly before this show.
0: I read that, Tony. Do you think the band was happy to have Paul there, or do you think he overstayed his welcome?
1: (laughs) You know, a cat came to jam, and a cat jammed.
0: (laughs) And you heard it on the
1: radio. (laughs) On the radio. Yeah, Paul was trying to get some more numbers for his uh, hit single that summer.
0: (laughs) Hey, define hit single. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Sorry, shit single That's (laughs) what I meant The autocorrect happened again Tom Lofgren, Nils' brother was there uh, To give trampolines for Nils to do his tricks on
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's Tom screaming Nobody's heard of Shine Silently Do darkness on the edge of town Or something we've heard
1: (laughs) You know, brothers in arms Yeah and Max Weinberg, various shows in 1989 Max, so they, they had five drummers <laughs> <laughs> Just the way Brubeck wanted it I want to say Bobby Brady When they played uh, Burbank, California Also played drums <laughs> Good, huh? And Tracy from the Partridge family on tambourine Why are they called hot pants? I'm cold
0: Me too well, and here is where I think the Beach Boys have more integrity than Ringo, is the Beach Boys <laughs> had the foresight to ask somebody starring in the TGIF lineup to play drums with them. And now, we'd like to introduce some new friends to help us sing our next song. They are the Tanner family.
1: So then Ringo goes, what do you think of it so far? <laughs>
0: so what do we think of it so far?
1: I love what they're like... Right before the, basically the encore.
0: Yeah, and the encore in real life, and I get an interesting story about the second song I'm going to mention for you. Well, interesting is all relative if you've heard the show, but yeah, he goes into, from this, he goes into photograph.
1: Every time I see your face, it reminds me of the... Yeah, on the CD, it's a photograph, yeah. And in the video, he says, Let me see the fingers! Let me see the fingers! Isn't that what he says? That's how I heard it. Yeah, I'm not sure what that means. I wonder if he means the peace sign. It's either the peace sign... It can't mean, like... (laughs) Unless he suddenly He just watched the, the punk rock episode Of Chips And got into like oh yeah When they flip you off in the crowd it means they like you When they spit on you it means they like you That's punk rock
0: And then Laura Branigan came out to see Gloria At a
1: garage <laughs> Yeah uh, yeah until William Forsythe Hit her over the head with a flying bass guitar From the roof of the <laughs> Whiskey a go-go or whatever that was they want this lousy guitar? they can have it. <laughs> <laughs> causing a car to flip over in the air in slow motion you gotta see the punk rock episode of Chips you gotta see it, it's somewhere out there
0: So uh, this photograph is lovely. It's really fun to hear how much fun the band is having on this classic Ringo song. There's other versions I prefer. I think my favorite versions in the concert for George, because mm. Ringo's so emotional about George Harrison when he sings it. Yeah, he talks about how the meaning has changed. But this is a great version. You know, this song wasn't that old. And Tony, one thing I meant to mention from earlier in the show, all the way back to No No song
1: last week, T.J.
0: Yeah, from last week. We've, I've not been sitting on this chair at my piano for four hours. Uh, <laughs> you can my butt sweats.
1: Um, Ooh, it's the late 80s. Uh,
0: <laughs> in, in last week's Untitled Beatles <laughs> podcast. We talked about the No No Song, Tony. And, you know, No No Song was a pretty big hit. It was on Blasphemy Your Past. That was the first time No No Song had ever been played live in concert. And when listening to the CD, I was trying to think huh. there's, a, there's an element a little like, you know, Paul McCartney doing songs he like it's like paul mccartney doing the night before in the early 2010s that's a song mm. that never been on live before so there yeah. was something cool about hearing some of these songs in a live setting yeah so like he, ringo never toured his albums i mean he did stuff at bangladesh and he did some other one-off stuff but like you're 16 live act naturally live at no no song live that's a big deal to see a Beatles singing songs that were never done live before
1: yeah that's true i hadn't thought of that as a soloist, I should say previously, yes. I love that Clarence does his uh, sax solo like at Ringo. You can see it in the video, and Ringo does this kind of uh, faux fainting bit, which is you know a little moment of comedy.
0: Well, I think it's because Clarence is just threatening to do quarter of three again. <laughs> Tony, something weird about this song. It fades out too quickly. I feel like the live album is over and that it's over. And in real life, do you know what this would go into that closes about every Ringo show that he's ever done? Well, it's in the video. Yes, it is, but it's not on the CD. With a little help from my friends, right? With little help from my friends closed this tour, but you know what CD it is on? The live Ringo with a little help from my friends from the Greek is the first song released from the live Ringo tour on this Olivia Harrison produced CD that has also been out of print since 90 and has never streamed, and this is called Nobody's Child Romanian Angel Appeal. On this CD, the Travelling Wilburys perform Nobody's Child. Paul Simon and George Harrison's SNL Homeward Bound is on here. Stevie Wonder's on here. Guns N' Roses Civil War is on here. And the last song, track 15. Is Ringo with the all-star band from the Greek theater doing with little help from my friends?
1: What would you do if I sang out a tune? Would you stand up and walk out on me? Just try it. Let me your ears and I'll sing you a song and I'll try not to sing out a key. Oh, I get by with a little help from my friends. I get high with a little help from my friends. Mm, Oh, I'm going to try with a little help from
0: my friend. This was released before the Ringo album was. This wow. was a little purchase thing. But yeah, man, if you want with a little help, my friends on CD with Ringo and Joe Walsh and everyone, it's on this weird out of print um, charity album produced by Olivia Harrison.
1: <laughs> that is so wild i didn't know about that yeah. one yeah that is and i love that you're holding it like you I've got had it
0: in real in real time it's a cutout <laughs> because,
1: <laughs> what do you mean it's a cutout <laughs> it didn't sell <laughs> <laughs> i mean
0: it doesn't it's it's great star elton johnson or van morrison billy idol it's a Brickle. full cd
1: wow edie Perkel and the new bohemians it's of its time in other words <laughs>
0: yeah it's very much oh Karat from 90
1: Wow, we man. Yeah. If I recall Civil War, that's the Guns N' Roses song that has the um Cool Hand Luke sample in there. Like isn't that Civil War? I think it's like what we have is a failure to, to communicate. communicate. Yeah. Yeah. What we've got here is failure to communicate. Some man you just can't reach. So you get what we had here last week. Which is the way he
0: wants it. Well, he gets it. I don't like it any
1: more than you think. I will say, as an encore number, with a little help from my friends, is kind of the perfect Ringo closer. Because it's not... How does Paul end his shows with the fireworks and like bam, bam, and it's like he an Abbey Road
0: medley into explosions? <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: It's like intense and it's like, ah. And with little help from my friends, is this little like lightweight toe topper, like, hey, we're all going to be friends. Let's all be <laughs> friends. Peace and love at the end. Let's yeah. all go home. D- drive safely, everybody. <laughs> you know, be sure and pay your taxes on time. And, uh, <laughs> you know be nice yeah let's let's cut down on all those prank phone calls (laughs) yeah man yeah oh and before the encore here's the funny thing though before that big peace and love number what does he say everyone join in on this one or i'll come out there and sort you out (laughs) i want everyone to join in on this one otherwise i'm coming out there to sort you out Either that means he's going to clean your clock or he's going to segregate you. <laughs> he's going to get all old school.
0: <laughs> uh, or maybe he's doing the poll. Now the people who identify as women. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> which is great. I'm all for it. But Paul doesn't need to incorporate that into Hey Jude, which makes it a nine and a half minute number. Yeah. Um, yeah it's it's so it's a great fun album can we talk quickly about some songs that were in the video and that weren't used tony
1: yeah let's do that man let's do that
0: there's another i call it a bonus track that i found on itunes in 2012 i don't know who released it but it's the all-star band version of up on cripple creek from the greek surfaced as a digital single on itunes in 2012.
1: Yeah, because that's in the video. You can watch. That's another Levon Helm spotlight moment. You do get to see Yellow Submarine, which is fun because they cut to the crowd a couple times because it's a big sing-along. So you get to check out some of those uh, L.A. 1989 fashions. And our friends are all aboard. <laughs> Many more of them live next door. And the band began to play.
0: It's pretty wild. And may I mention that it's the worst live yellow submarine I've ever heard. They find like that's one that begs for Wix. Somebody not the old defunct furniture store, but Wix, surprisingly Wix, Paul McCartney's keyboard player. And Ringo eventually gets it right. The middle part with all the Captain, Captain.
1: Sure, sure. Although
0: in one live version, I've heard so many, I can't remember. But at one point during the Captain, Captain, he just goes, hey, you. (laughs) 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 It's really great. But yeah, this is a terribly, now I know why it's out of the CD. It's a terribly performed version, I think. It's
1: too slow. Yeah, it's it lumbers. Uh, Joe Walsh is playing a. 12 string guitar for this one so you get yes, that candy. get a big full acoustic sound on that but yeah you're right like all the you know it's whatever the keyboard they could afford for Billy Preston to do all the orchestra stuff it's that cheesy you know 1989 keys with the fake trumpet sounds and all yeah <laughs> you know <it's>
0: <laughs> <laughs> like when we do Tripping the Live Fantastic finally another album that came out in 90 that I is it's I love way too much when you hear Wix's horn intro to Got to Get You Into My Life, you're going to want to turn the CD off. And even worse yeah. is he throws his guitar player, Robbie McIntosh, under the bus. He does a bad bit at his expense. He goes, oh, the next song here you probably won't have heard before. It's one that Robbie wrote on the way over. Right, Robbie? <laughs> Ba-ba-bum, ba-bum!
1: Okay, we'd like to carry on with a song here, which uh, Robbie wrote this morning, actually, on his way here. It's a little song you probably wanna heard before. It was like this. One, two.
0: <laughs> like he's saying, this guy could never write the song that I wrote, and then he has the intro played on 80's keyboard. <laughs> it's quite a moment. I love Trip to Life Fantastic. But yeah, I mean, since 89, Ringo has always ended Yellow Submarine in the most abysmal way possible. The ending is always Bum, 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 bum. Wait for it. Bum, 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 bum. It's always like you don't need 16 bars of an outro. So Yellow Submarine, not great on this. He also on this video, Clarence Clemens and Billy Preston doing the aforementioned You're a Friend of Mine, originally done with Jackson Brown. Billy Preston sings the hell out of this too. Yeah. You're a
1: friend of mine. Alright, like Billy, tell me about it. Now. That argument. Moi. I can't forget it, class. You hit me so hard, I don't think I've recovered yet. Other oh, girls we knew. Here's what's funny about this song. I don't know it as a uh, Clarence Clemens Jackson Brown song. I know it from the Paul Schaefer Cinemax comedy special Viva Shafe Vegas. What? Yeah, it came out in the summer of 87. And I have it on VHS still. A lot of the comedy does not hold up, but it's uh, it's Paul Schaefer uh, basically being, uh, yeah, like a swinging guy in Vegas in the mid 80s. And he goes to check out a band and it's the Checkmates and the Checkmates are performing this song. And that's how I know this song and why I think I like this song. Cause Dude. It, yeah.
0: You know what's great about that? This song sounds like a Paul Schaefer performed <laughs> song. Everything about this reeks of the Anton Fig era late night band before yeah. the orchestra. it's the band? Yeah. When it was the world's most dangerous. World's band.
1: most dangerous band. I think in 87, they, it yep. was Paul Schaefer and the band. And then 87, they became dangerous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: That's so funny. I, I still think it's a terribly written song. It's a, <laughs> it's, there's it's, no key that fits the song. The verse doesn't really end. The chorus doesn't really start. It's, it's
1: kind of terrible. Yeah, it's one of those. It's like it belongs in a Bette Midler comedy vehicle. It's one of those like uh, Katrina and the Waves style songs. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Thank you. Like
0: Walking on Sunshine, which was legally required to be in every preview from 91 to to 04.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that was your go to. <laughs> uh, Ring Danko had what? The Shape I'm In? Again, not on the CD.
0: Great version with Garth Hudson again on accordion there, Dr. John.
1: Nils is on accordion as
0: well. Yes, which is really neat.
1: Double accordion.
0: Another great Beatles tune that's not on the CD. A fast, awesome take of I Want to Be Your Man. Yeah. Nils Lofgren counts it in. Uh, Ringo on drums, there's great energy. The song's not too polished. The band's pushing it. It's like the opposite of Yellow Submarine in terms of how this tune's delivered. Tell
1: me that you love me, baby, that you understand. Tell me that you love me, baby. a nice big sax solo in there.
0: Yes, right when the song probably should end or fade (laughs) out. Uh,
1: What else we got? Oh, yeah, another one he does is Boys. And he says it What the first song I ever recorded.
0: This is the first song I ever recorded.
1: And it's a new arrangement. I've been told when a boy kiss a girl trip around the world I guess he met as a vocalist yeah
0: yeah this is one I recorded where I wasn't kicked off the drums and forced to play tambourine <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, wouldn't that be sick if the all-star band made him play tambourine <laughs> if they ever covered love me do
0: it's funny because
1: we took a vote
0: with mark hudson and his band the roundheads they do love me do and ringo talks about and the vh1 storytellers he goes i'm still mad at george martin so this one's for you and they do love me do with ringo's singing
1: lead i'm just trying to convey how hurt i was and for the last 35 years I've never let George Martin forget it, <laughs> and he apologizes on a daily basis. <laughs> oh, no, I thought I just thought you were angry. Well, you know what, Ringo, being angry is a full-time job.
0: <laughs> Speaking of which,
1: we now present <laughs> Nils Lofgren. Right, so that's on the video. This songs on the video another song i really don't know that's okay man i learned about nils i learned about nils he seems like a cool guy he's st- and he's still with us so howdy howdy good for you nils keep flipping
0: you know tony talk about being angry as kermit said it's not easy being angry but it is because i don't think boys need a clarence clemens sax solo
1: Yeah. Especially after we just had one with, I want to be your man. I mean, the sax is all over. I will say this about Clarence though. He doesn't play sax on every song. And when he's doing tambourine, he's good, man. He's a good tambourine player. And I mean that like he actually, like he knows how to go left and right with it. You know what I mean? So it's not just, I know I made a joke about Tracy from the Partridge family. Yeah, like that takes some skill. You can't just like, oh, tambourine, and you give it to someone with no talent. No, tambourine's a thing, man. Tambourine's a thing.
0: Yeah, like uh, Clapton's longtime percussionist who is a buddy of George's. Is it Roy Cooper? Uh. Who's the great British percussionist who plays a tambourine great and throws it around and bangs a gong and screams? I'm percussion Roy Cooper! And then, of course, the other song we didn't get to, Dr. John doing Right Place, Wrong Time, which is great he says it ain't nothing but a party it ain't nothing but a party That's another great number two not as most melodically satisfying song but it's performed great I think I've
1: been in a rain right place been Yeah, it's fun. And that's another one where he leaves his post and just starts, like, boogieing with uh, Nils and stuff. Like, he, he kind of, like, chases Nils with his butt. Like, he's
0: <laughs> he's a
1: real Nils, butt chaser than Dr. John. Nils has to be very nimble and get, get, avoid Dr. John's, and, you know, Tomfoolery! <laughs>
0: So, Tony, as we keep doing this show and I'm contractually obligated for at least two more weeks, um, I'm excited for you to hear further Ringo, uh, because between now and October, I almost want you to hear every fucking live Ringo CD. (laughs) Well, we got time. Yeah, man. There's a weird progression because they get steadily cleaner, longer, worse and more entertaining. (laughs) Oh, yeah. The last couple are two LP sets because they include every, you know, you got. Yeah, yeah eight minute Rosanna on side one and eight minute Africa on side. That's three.
1: true. Nothing hit the eight minute Mark except for the, <laughs> the full version of a Rocky mountain way. But yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I, I mean, again, this like a lot of Beatles stuff because I was so deep into the stuff in high school. This album takes me back to high school and, uh, I used to play this. I got to find clips from my Beatles radio show in college because I'd play songs from this a lot and talk about, hey, Ringo Live's going to be touring to the greater Boston area. Like it's me trying to be radio guy. Um, But yeah, I love this album for very nostalgic, sentimental reasons. And Ringo's got many a live album, including three recorded at the Greek. If you've never heard a live Ringo album, this is the place to start. It's not perfect, but it's the most classic Rocky Ringo live album he ever released.
1: The CD is out of print not streaming but the longer version of the show it's on youtube it's from the dvd legends in Concert. so uh at this writing at least they haven't taken it down yet you can watch it all it's like over 90 minutes so there you go you got that to look forward to put that in your schedule put and that in your good. daily planner
0: <laughs> put that in your file effects <laughs> Uh, what's funny about that, Tony, is uh, with Little Help My Friends ends and they start doing weird cartoony 80s pictures at the very end with Little Help My Friends. Yeah, that's right. And the song barely fades out <laughs> before yeah, it is yeah. over. Yeah. <laughs> The most famous Ringo number ever recorded. It's like when they did the one day we're going to do this, Tony. I know we got to go. But uh, when McCartney aired his uh, show from Charlotte, North Carolina in June of 93 on Fox from the Blockbuster Pavilion, a lot of Blockbuster on the show, (laughs) Channel 32 in Chicago started. They interrupted "Hey Jude" so Walter Jacobson could preview oh what happened, what's coming up in the news, and it made me so sad. Oh <laughs>
1: I'm like, yeah,
0: and I missed that was Bulls Suns I think game four of the finals that year. My mom and dad were watching the living room, and I'm like, guys, Beatles over Bulls. I'm not watching the game, <laughs> and I watched McCartney live in my little bedroom, my high school bedroom.
1: Beatles over Bulls, you heard it here, man. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for listening. I can't wait to see this show, man, with you. That'll be fun. He's playing a Chicago theater in October, so I can't wait. This will be fun.
0: Can't wait to go with the Tony of Road Trips, Beetle Fest. We're going to do um, uh, Ringo. And before we wrap, really quickly, on behalf of the Untitled Beatles podcast, I think this is going to air still in June. Happy Pride Month to those who celebrate. Pride Month is a wonderful time. We have yeah. lots of friends and listeners of the show who celebrate Pride Month. We're proud to support everyone who supports Pride Month as we do at the Untitled Beatles podcast. So we want to be careful because we don't want to... Every group has a month, and if we don't mention your group, I don't want to get in trouble. Like, how come you didn't mention Polish week? I don't, I don't, I don't know. No, but Tony and I are in theater. Pride Month is a big thing in this community, and we're proud to support the LGBTQ plus community here at the Untitled Beatles
1: Podcast. So thank yeah. you for listening. Well, yeah, man, that's why our, our logo is the rainbow capital swirl. You know, that's why we do it. Oh! podcast like and subscribe